Percy, we often hear the word hope used in times of trouble and despair. It's appropriate, don't you think? It is. And and you if you pay attention, it's used often and loudly in all of our advertisements and et cetera. And I think it's because it's a spiritual force, even though many people may not realize that, that provides an internal visualization of what can be possible before something has actually manifested. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to have a very in-depth conversation about the power of hope today. Let's talk about it. All right. We'll discuss the power of hope needed in our lives today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Percy McRae. Pastor P is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Good to be with you, brother. We're going to look into this word we, uh, we toss around hope here today. Yeah, we are. We hear this word a lot, Wayne, and if we pay attention to the, you know, the public square, it is familiar to us, used in many contexts, but we're going to take it and put it within the context of its source from a spiritual dynamic and how it works and what it does for us when we are uh, actively applying it to our lives and how powerful it becomes for anything that we're trying to deal with, particularly with negative circumstances and challenges. All right, we're going to tap into you today. There's no other guest. You are the, you are the man here today, Percy. So got lots, of, lots of questions for you. So uh, buckle up. All right. I, I, I think I can handle this. I think I, I can handle it. I know you Wayne. can. I have every confidence. I think confidence. I can. I think I can. <laughs> You'll do great. All right. Uh, how about our question of the week? What are we asking listeners this week? Yeah, our question uh, for the week is this. How has the power of hope produced any type of results in your life that seemed impossible? Again, how has the power or the usage or the application of hope produced results in your life that seemed impossible? And you can go directly to our website and you can uh, hit the uh, drop down button that says connect where you can uh, give us your response to this question. How has the power of hope produced results in your life that seemed impossible on healthhopeinspiration.com? Yeah, thanks for taking time to do this. This is very helpful to us and to listeners as we share the responses. Uh, Here's a question we asked recently, and one of the responses we got, the question was, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? And from Naples, Florida, this person wrote back to us, are we there yet? The greatest <laughs> challenge was and is I would never be there because the cancer journey continues after treatment and side effects and continued vigilance. Never out of my mind. This is just such an honest response, Percy. Mm. This person says, I am a 10-year thriver. I like that. I'm a 10-year thriver from stage four tongue cancer. Not mm. discouraged, just a fact. Yes, even with strong faith, I realize God has the timing. So the greatest challenge is just to keep going, I guess, right? Absolutely. And as you know, we did a show with the title, uh, Are We There Yet? And it addresses this very issue of the clock that is ticking inside of the head of the average cancer patient or caregiver because they're sitting there watching the clock or they're watching their calendar. And it seems like time moves so slow. How long will it take? So this is a very real dynamic. And we thank God for this very real response. And that's the point. We want to engage our listening audience 
talk back to us, provide us feedback and let us know so that we can share those thoughts, stimulate those thoughts and continue to provide possibly solutions that will help others who are walking through the same dynamics and struggles and challenges that that this gentleman is. So we want to hear from you. Right. And thanks for your honest response. It helps all of us. And if you're wondering, we do read these responses. Believe me, we do. And uh, we We only share one or two occasionally here on the program, but we read them all and find them all very helpful as we Mm -hmm. plan future programs. Well, if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, this program today, Hope, the movie preview of the soul. Mm, what do you mean by that? Well, yeah, well, yeah, uh, tell me, clue me in here. What are we, what are we talking about? Well, and and I'll make reference to it when we get into the lesson also, but the dynamic here is, and I want people to get this visual, because this is all about visualization. And of course, we live in the day and age now with uh, all of the kind of digital things that you can put on your head and kind of create an environment that's not necessarily sitting there and that puts you in virtual reality, et cetera. Well, when we go to the movie theater, Wayne, and I want you to think about this, it always shows you previews of the movies that are coming, coming soon, but not here yet. And so hope works just like that. It is creating a preview, is giving us a, a glimpse at what could be coming down the pipeline, but it's not here at the moment. It's not sitting in front of us, but it gives us the ability to visualize that which has not happened, but potentially can become a reality at a later date and time. And we need hope and we operate hope in everything that we do. We just never really connected it back to the things of God. And we're gonna talk about that today. Okay, so when we face any challenge or difficulty in life, We must summon and call upon the ability somehow to power our way through negative hardships for victory. In most cases, Mm -hmm. those victories cannot be accomplished without the power of this this duel. It's not just hope, it's faith as well. Don't you agree? Right. I call it the dynamic duo. They're two sides of the same coin. We're going to focus on the hope side of that coin today. All right. But it operates and it works with its twin brother, Faith. And so uh, let me read the scripture, which will help set the stage to establish the school of thought principally. Good, good. And that is Hebrews 11 and 1, which tells us now faith is very important statement. Not faith will become, not faith uh, will happen. Faith is now, if you could read it that way. Now faith is, I love this, but what is it? It is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So again, uh, and we'll deal with this about the power of faith because we, we hear this so much in our in the Christian community and in my opinion, somewhat over-focused, but our faith really is connected and operates off of an, a substance called hope. And so with that being said, going back to the previous question, they are dynamic duos. They work together in tandem one with another. But I want to focus on the hope side of the coin today as we further this discussion. All right. So we're going to call this the scope of your hope, right? 
the scope of your hope. And with that, it's important. One of the most widely used terms and concepts in our pop culture and advertisement, as I said before today, is the word hope. We hear it in and everything. It's all over. It's on T-shirts, ball caps. It's a widely used term because it's a very powerful principle. We literally hear this term used everywhere. Hope for the future, as an example. Hope for a better day, as an example. Hope is all you need. How about this one? We heard this a lot, you know, about eight years ago, uh, 10 years ago. Keep hope alive. And so, you know, hope is a very powerful concept that is used and spoken, but I really want to dissect and help us to understand, uh, you know, what, how this this dynamic works and how it works for us. Yeah, you're shaping this up as the scope of our hope. So let's talk about those words. How about the word scope? Yep. So with that, two key things, that two key words that we want to uh, define, and one of them uh, is the word scope. And so by definition, uh, I'll ask. I'll start by asking a question. Why did I use this word and what is its relevance to one's uh, being from a hope perspective? Mm-hmm. Well, basically the word means to see or to look at. Okay. To see or look at. As an example, and then I want to use it even more specifically, and uh, for the all of the hunters that may be listening to the show, uh, you utilize a device on your rifle called a scope. Yeah. And so the example here is on a rifle, a rifle scope, its function is to bring objects that's in the distance up close to look at for aim as a target for pursuit. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about this word scope, we're talking about the ability to see things that are far away and bring them closer to us so that we can we can set our aim on that and then pursue after it. It's a very powerful school of thought. So we need to put some scope, if you will, onto our hope, which then becomes our second term to define here. So stay with me. Okay. By definition, the word hope is a feeling, definition, a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Mm -hmm. Again, Mm -hmm. a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. So when our, when we have hope about something, uh, we have a feeling about it. We're, we're, we're have, we, we have an expectation or a desire for a certain thing to happen. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't materialized yet, but there's a, a yearning, a longing, an expectation, if you will, for it. Now we need to put a scope or some scope to our hope because it could have, that that desire could appear to be really far away. Yeah, we it's need like, to bring it into focus, don't we? There yeah. you go. And yeah. so then we bring it up close so we can see it, we can visualize it, and then we can put our set our aim on it so that we can pursue after it, so we can go after that. And so the scope of your hope. So let's put this in personal terms for for both of us and for people listening today. What's the sure. objective here? So the objective, great question, Wayne, I'm glad that you asked, is to help someone listening today bring their expectations or desires, again, your hope, uh, closer to you using a scope or some scope in order to see for a clear aim as their target for focus and pursuit. So as an example, for people who are dealing with cancer, that's who we're talking to primarily here, Uh, The hope is that I want to be well. I'm going to get better. 
I can survive this. That is the hope. That is the desire. That's the expectation. But depending on what the circumstances may be and the challenge may be, that may appear to be really far away. It may appear to be uh, in the in the, in a really distant place that you yeah. can't really get your hands on. Right. So as you put some scope to that, you bring that closer to you so that then you can set your aim, focus, and then you can pursue after that that gives you reason and motivation to do what needs to be done day in and day out, uh, week in, week out, to get to that desired goal. It's a movie preview. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something coming soon. Mm -hmm. It's not there yet. You know, you know how it is when you when you've seen the latest great whatever action movie or whatever. And it's like, man, that looks like that's gonna be good. I'm gonna I can't wait till they get here. In a I'm world coming to see that. In a world, <laughs> one man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, think about that exactly. So when we put that into this perspective, it gives us something that energizes us and motivates us because we have a preview running inside of our consciousness that we see this and that's what we're going after. And we're saying, listen, man, I can't wait I, i'm already eating my popcorn i'm already sitting there watching that but the movie hasn't come out yet coming soon yeah. to a theater near you <laughs> well it, it turns ordinary hope into confident hope doesn't it that that's part of this expectation i i see it i have the confidence it's going to happen now it's more than just that, wishful thinking that that is correct that is exactly correct and again when we now translate that back into the spiritual context of who god is then we put the assurance of who God is, what God has said to us, what God says we can do and we can be. And so there are six key principles uh, that we need to understand with regard to this so that we can embrace and execute the scope of one's hope. Number one okay. is that, you know, the elephant in the living room, so we have to get it out the way, and you <laughs> asked about it earlier, yeah. and it's in the context of our, our scripture, is our faith. Uh -huh. And again, I, I came from an environment where I went, my Bible college and training background, uh, the orientation of the school was all about faith and how to have more faith and how to use your faith, how to exercise your faith and et cetera, et cetera. But I never really heard much about my hope. And when we read the text, hope and faith work together. Faith is not just an independent standalone principle. It has to be connected with something that actually actuates it and gives it life. And so uh, the elephant in the living room, when we talk about hope, is always wrestling with this counterpart or this uh, uh, principle, which is called faith. And most people, quite frankly, Wayne, uh, and the question about faith is, how much of it does, does one actually need? And do I have enough faith? How many people have I prayed for over the years and saying, Reverend, please pray for my faith. Yeah. Uh, help help me to strengthen my faith. I just need more faith. I'm not sure if I have enough faith. It's, it's kind of this constant question that people wrestle with. And in my humble opinion, uh, unnecessarily spend and expend a lot of energy trying to figure out how do I get more of or do I have enough of that ultimately starts to frustrate people. And the Bible is very clear about how much faith we have and how much faith we need. <laughs> and so with that, Romans, and it's a very powerful school of, uh, school of thought, because most people, quite frankly, just believe that they lack faith. And in actuality, they don't. Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 1 and 3, tells us something very powerful. And I want everyone to listen and take notes. It says, for I say through the grace given unto me uh, to every man, how many men? To every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. It's a very interesting school of thought. Yeah. But to think soberly, have a clear head, uh, according as God, as God hath dealt to every man 
the measure of faith. I'm reading it really slow. Yeah. <laughs> this is a powerful revelation, Wayne. It really is. First of all, when we think of ourselves more highly than we ought, well, you know, what do I have to do to strengthen my faith? I got to get more faith. Well, you're thinking more highly of yourself than you need to in this situation. You're taking on work that has already been done for you, quite frankly. Stay with me. So again, uh, and I want to read it again. According as God has dealt, God has already do- did the dealing, praise mm-hmm, God, mm-hmm. has dealt to every man, not a few men, not some, not only to the ones that go to church every Sunday, et cetera, et cetera, but to every man, the measure of faith, according to the King James translation. So the conclusion of the matter is this. God gave every man the measure of faith. And when we address this, as a matter of fact, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 2 tells us that Jesus is the author and the finisher. finisher. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. i say it again. The author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, we're trying to write a book about a, uh, a principle that we have not been given authority to address. Jesus dealt with that already. He authored and he finished. Have you ever read a book from an author that that said, uh, come back to me later, I'm not finished with this yet? <laughs> no, no. Because at the end of each book is a very important thing. And it yeah. says, the end. In other words, there's nothing else to add here. Right. I'm done telling you everything that you need to know in these chronicles. I authored this and I finished this. Now just open the book and read it and digest it. And the same thing is true with regard to our faith. We are trying to do things with our faith that God never asked us to do. Jesus has authored, he's finished our faith because God has given unto every man the measure of faith. And so when we understand this, we are not lacking enough faith. I want to encourage everyone listening to me today, you have exactly the right amount of faith in you. As a matter of fact, you have the same faith in you, the Bible says, that raised Jesus from the dead. How about that? Wow, that's powerful. All right, that's principle number one. That faith is there. We have that faith. What's principle two? Principle number two, if God has given to every man the measure of faith, then what is challenging our faith from working? Yeah, what's holding us back? And the the simple answer is, now we can get into what we really want to talk about today, is lack of hope. Okay. And this is the reason why even unconsciously, Wayne, the principle, the term hope is used throughout our world and our universe and our environment because it is the essence of what makes our faith function. So with that being said, we do not have a faith problem. We really have a hope problem. I see, yes. Mm. So Philippians, first chapter, verse 19 and 20 helps us. For I know, this is the Apostle Paul talking, for I know that this, and we know the Apostle Paul went through many challenges and hardships and circumstances that he had to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. We know that. So Paul is the epitome of that. He says, for I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation. Remember our working definition of the word hope now, Mm -hmm. it's an expectation. Mm -hmm. So Paul helps us here. He says, according to my earnest expectation, then he clarifies it, and my hope. So Paul is helping us to work this principle that that in nothing that I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also uh, Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life, or by death. And what Paul is telling us here is that uh, I am I am hopeful 
Number one, because of the prayers of the saints. That's why it's important that we surround ourselves with people that are praying for us and sending us positive energy and sending us the hope and the love of God because that will fuel us. It can energize our hope. And then he said also by the supply of God's spirit. See, our hope is supplied or is energized by the spirit of God that lives within us. And then that creates this visualization of something that can be a, can appear to be far away we put some scope on that. We bring that closer so we can see it. We can lock in on it. We can aim at it. And then we can start to pursue it like a virtual reality game. We start punching in the air at something that really is far away, but it appears to be much closer to us than it is. And this allows us to have energy, stamina, and, and a pursuit toward our objective of what it is that we're trusting and believing God for. It's a very powerful oh, school it of thought, is, my It friend. is. So we're talking about the scope of our hope here today with Percy McRae on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Let me pause for just a few moments. There's more principles to be gained here as we uh, as we look at various passages of Scripture with Pastor P. But let me pause for just a moment and ask, have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool. It empowers users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different types of cancer, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access this, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center uh, to any Amazon device. And of course, you can also access this tool on a smartphone by downloading the Alexa app, the Cancer Center for Alexa tool. All right. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Let me give our website again. We've got free resources there. We've got a question of the week for the answer, healthhopeandinspiration.com. But let's go back to the conversation. This is so important as we talk about and focus on the scope of our hope here, Percy. We've talked about two principles thus far. Let's keep going. And so as a transitional statement into our third principle, I want to just go back and highlight the fact that uh, I, I contend that we do not have and we do not need more faith. We do not have a faith problem, but we must strengthen and enhance its spiritual counterpart called hope. And that's what we're talking about. So principle okay. number three. Okay. Yep. So if our focus is not to get or have more faith, because that's wasted, expended energy mentally and emotionally. I'm trying to get faith. I'm trying to get faith. I'm trying to have more faith. Well, will you guys pray with me for my faith? Okay, because you need as much of your stamina and your energy to be directed to the thing that is going to kind of fuel your faith or actuate your faith, which is hope. If that is the case, then this, uh, you know, if, if our focus is not to get or have more faith, this will free one up to place their energies and efforts where they're most needed, which is in their hope or their earnest expectation. So the question begs to be asked, where does one's hope or earnest expectation live yeah. and operate? Absolutely mm. right. <laughs> well, we have an answer. First Peter verses one. Uh, I'm sorry, First Peter chapter 1, verse 13 is very clear. Listen very carefully. And there's probably another six other scriptures I could have read, but we simply don't have the time for that. Okay. Therefore, and it's therefore reason. When you see therefore, it's there <laughs> it's for there reason. It's there for reason. Yep, I got it. All right, pay attention. Guard your minds, be sober, and do what? And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. God has given unto every man 
the measure of faith, not a measure, the measure. We have exactly what we need to do exactly what needs to be done. And so now this scripture is helping us to understand what we need to guard and protect. And that is our minds, our conscious thinking, because the mind is the battlefield. It's where in many cases we win or lose the conflict that we're in, Wayne, because of what's going on in our thinking. The scripture says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is the good, perfect and acceptable will of God. So we've got to now start uh, working on what's going on in our thinking. What's running on your movie screen? Mm -hmm. What's what what's constantly on your your highlight reel in your head? Mm -hmm. Is it death, destruction? I can't make it. This looks hopeless because you are what you think you are. Yep. You become what you think you can be. In many cases, it dictates the movement and actuation of where you're going. And so uh, our, our hope lives in our conscious minds and thoughts because we are what we think we are and we can do what we think we can be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's so our so hope good. lives in our mind, in that, our mind. That's really good. But let's be honest, we lose hope, don't we? We we lose perspective. We 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 let our minds be filled with something other than hope. So what do we do in this case? So what happens when we have no hope or if we lose hope because you're right, we're human and we have to go through the day-to-day -day challenges and sometimes we get we get concussed. We get smacked upside the head mm -hmm. like a football player that can jostle our thinking sometimes. Yeah. And we have to kind of snap back and, and pull it together. So Proverbs 13 and 12 tells us how to do that. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. This is my favorite hope scripture. I've preached it for 20 years. Really? Yes, sir. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Oh, this is a powerful okay, scripture. Draw this out for me now. Yep. So here we go. So the word deferred here, and this is in the King James translation, simply means postponed, delayed, or put off. So when something is delaying a postponing or putting off our ability to internally visualize and have an expectation for something that we don't have yet in our hands, but we're eagerly expecting, we're desiring to get to that, we need to then understand what is it that's causing that type of, again, I'm going to use the word concussion. When you are concussed, I've been concussed mm. on a basketball court before, mm. and you literally lose your sense of bearings. You're not really sure where you are. You're dizzy. You're confused. That's what uh, the challenges and the circumstances of life can do to us. It can, it's like being a boxer, we can get hit and pounded uh, in our thinking where then we're concussed, we're confused, we're not really sure where we are, and which way is up, as an old movie uh, title used to say. <laughs> we've got to, and that's why we got to get back into the Word of God, because the Word of God helps to feed our soul. Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions, and that's why we have to constantly renew our mind uh, to the thoughts of what God has said to us. And so, Deferred means to be postponed, delayed, or put off. And then the word sick, it says here, it says that hope deferred, delayed, postponed, or put off will make the heart sick. Well, the heart is not talking about the, the organ that's pumping blood. It's talking about the consciousness of mm -hmm. our being, yeah. is our heart, our, our internal yeah. being. It says that it'll make the heart sick. The word sick is defined in the original uh, Hebrew here, Wayne, as smooth, rubbed, warned, weakened, nothing to latch onto. Interesting. It's a powerful term. When you huh. when you want to hang a picture on your wall, you got to put a nail in it. Yeah. 
you got to put a hook there so you can have so it has something to hang on to mm-hmm. and so when our hope is postponed or if it's delayed or if it's being challenged it'll make our internal consciousness smooth with no hooks no nails that we can hang something on to hold on to and this is why we have to constantly be renewed by the word of god in our thinking because everything that is working and coming out of our conscious thoughts has power to what happens to us from a hope perspective and it fuels our hope or it can deter from our hope yeah and that's why it says guard your mind We've got to put a guard dog on our mind. We've got to, that's why you, in the uh, the weapons of our warfare, uh, one of those weapons is that we put a, a helmet of salvation on. It is to protect and guard our head from taking, from the blows of the enemy that's trying to knock us out. Because if you, if you get the head, you can take out the body. Yeah. Well, just an <laughs> aside here, it's not just psychological. The loss of hope can affect us physically as well. Well, absolutely. And again, this is the reason why we but we start internally where we think and where we dream and where we imagine. That's why we use the title of the, you know, the movie preview of the soul. This is where we're visualizing. And so when people cannot visualize or internalize the prospect of success, the prospect of health, the prospect of victory, then the body responds and reacts to that that stimulation and the signaling that's coming from our brain and from our consciousness. And that's why from a spiritual perspective, and I know that this now has become a subject in the in the faith community that we're trying to embrace, but for many years we ignored uh, the psychological and the emotional, mm-hmm. you know, mental health, you know, we kind of just said, just, you're going to pray through it. You know, we're just going to, we're just going to rebuke that and cancel that. But we've got to get back to understanding that God created us with a, we are a spirit that has a soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions that lives in a physical body. And, but we are so focused on the body, we forget about what is actually triggering, stimulating, and actuating the body to take its cues and its signals. It's coming from our thoughts and our spirit that lives inside of us. And so where hope is deferred, postponed, delayed, or put off, it makes the heart or our consciousness or our mind sick uh, smooth, rubbed, worn, weakened, mm-hmm. nothing to latch on to. Interesting. Powerful right. Well, as principle number five, let's talk about the source of our hope then. The source of our hope. Now we're getting into some good stuff because we've <laughs> got to find the source. You know, if you want a certain product and you want a certain thing, you got to go to the correct source. You know, if I want a, a certain type of drill, I got to go to a certain kind of store that that carries that. Who has, Who's the source of what I'm looking for? Well, if the idea here is to strengthen and empower our hope, let's find out the source. And so our hope comes from the same place for quite frankly where we get our faith i love how god is so consistent right yep that's exactly right so uh our hope comes from god himself and so psalms uh 62 5 and 6 psalms 62 verses 5 and 6 tells us yes my soul my mind my will my emotions finds rest in god my hope comes from him Again, he is the source of our hope, not our doctor, uh, not the clinical community, not the scientific community. They have a role, they have a place. But ultimately, when we talk about being hopeful from a spiritual perspective, we've got to go to the source of hope. And so, yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. 
I will not be shaken. Listen to the context of this scripture. When we're, when we're getting blasted by the circumstances of life that are telling us we can't make it, this doesn't look good, we've got to go back to our source, going back to your earlier question, Wayne, because mm-hmm. we can lose hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes we can feel hopeless. Well, when, you, when you're thirsty and you, and you run out of water, what do you do? You go to the well. You get your bucket and go to the well and go get you a dip because you're running low. Our source of our hope is God himself that will allow us. And again, I love the rest of the scripture. We can find rest and then we can, uh, he is our rock. Uh, he is our fortress and we will not be shaken. So we're, we can take a couple of hits from Mike Tyson, but that doesn't mean we're going down. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we get in the corner, we get us some smelling sauce, you know, we pull it together, we get a a sip of Gatorade or whatever it is. And then we come back for round three. That's the name of the game when we're in the boxing match of life and we're being challenged with literally circumstances that are trying to tell us what we cannot do. The hope of God will keep us and it'll, it'll ground us and it will motivate us empower us. All right. Well, let me ask this, and this I think will lead us into our uh, sixth and final principle here. Does it matter that our hope comes from God and, and not from other people or places or events or things? Wow. You asked the $60 million question, my friend, because it does matter. Just like anything else, it matters. It matters who you listen to. It matters who you depend upon. It matters who you are drawing from for your sense of hope. And so 1 Peter 1, 3 and 3 tells us this. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. Oh, so there's a difference between yeah, not just hopes. ordinary hope, but living ah, hope. <laughs> according to the scriptures, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And so here's how I want to state this and kind of simplify this. Okay. The God kind of hope. Now we talk about the difference between uh, certain brands of ketchup or certain brands of cereal or whatever. You know, it matters who the brand uh, is and who who's making that particular product. And, and many of us shop based upon brand reputation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the brand reputation of the God kind of hope is based upon what First Peter says, that at the end of the day, it is a living hope. And I want to stress this because the God kind of hope cannot be crushed, extinguished, or killed because it's a living hope and it's a supernatural power. It's a spiritual force. We cannot, nothing can kill what God has created, what God infuses with his energy and with his purposes. And so the God kind of hope cannot be crushed, extinguished, or killed because it has supernatural life to it. And that's the reason why it says that we were given this as a result of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, when we talk about the concept of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Uh, It appeared that Jesus was dead, right? But on the third day, he got up. So that which appeared to be dead still was very much alive. And that's the kind of hope that we want to draw upon. And it does matter who and where we get our hope from. Well, for anyone listening, we realize that with an audience the size of what we have, there are many people listening who needed this dose of hope today. They needed this reminder, didn't they? For others, maybe this is a great season for you. Mm. But guess what? In this world, you will have trouble. So we need yes. to bank on this thought. We need to put this in our hearts and our minds and live this so that when those tough days come, that we're prepared. Hallelujah. And so the conclusion of the matter, because we will, the Bible says, many are the, the afflictions of the righteous, 
but the Lord delivers them from them all. And so we will have trouble, Wayne. Thank you for that reminder. It's part of being a citizen on the planet. But the conclusion of the matter is when we talk about the God kind of hope or the scope of our hope that is akin to the faith of God, when we place proper scope to our God kind of hope, we release the eternal spiritual forces of faith on our behalf, which allows us to call those things that be not as though they were. And this is the breeding ground for miracles to potentially happen in our lives, that things that appear not to be able to be done because of the power of the God kind of hope attached to the faith of God that he's given to every man that Jesus has already authored and finished potentially we can do the impossible and we can move in directions that others said that we couldn't. And so Psalms 33 and 18 says this, the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him and those who hope is in his unfailing love. Psalms 146 and five says, blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord, their God, Isaiah 40, 31, but those who hope, in the Lord, hallelujah, will renew their strength. And finally, Hebrews 6 and 19, we have this hope. What kind of hope is this that we have? This God kind of hope, praise God, as an anchor for our souls, our mind, our will, and our emotions, firm and secure. It enters in the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Today, the scope of your hope matters where and how and when you use it and when you understand its source it can be a propelling factor in your life that can cause unbelievable things to manifest coming soon to a movie theater near you (laughs) what a lesson for us here today this has been rich thank you percy you know the good news is for listeners that uh, we have a resource that summarizes all this don't we uh, yes, we do. I have a feeling that a lot of people maybe were scribbling down notes as we went along, but it was coming fast and furious. Why not go to our website and download Hope, the movie preview of the soul, which gives you these points. Uh, it, it, we did the note-taking for you, I guess is what I'm trying to say, right? We did. <laughs> All right, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on this week's resource, Hope, the movie preview of the soul. We love being able to come to you each week with these programs and just the the kind of teaching we just heard from Percy is what you get week after week. So thanks for joining us and thanks for reviewing this podcast and subscribing to it and telling others about it on social media. We'd love to have that happen and love to share this program with as many people as possible. Percy, God bless. The scope of your hope has been the lesson today. Any final word? Well, I hope that you'll be able to hear from me soon again with another episode. But in the meantime, let's keep chopping the wood, folks. We've got work to do. God bless you, love you to life and not to death. It is indeed our earnest expectation, Percy. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. 
We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.